we recording? Hell yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another week of the podcast, and up another episode of your favorite official podcast, where we cover everything from daily news to media news to give life advice that I wouldn't take if I was you personally, but that's what we're here for. Here to talk about all the things going on in the world, talk about anything and everything. Also, can't go without introducing Doofles. Doofles, thank you for joining us again today. Doofles has been with us uh, forever now, honestly, almost since the birth of the show at this point. So, everyone, give a round of applause for Doofles. Woo! Yeah, Doofles! Yeah! Let's go, Doofles! Take your shirt off! What? Well, was that the last one? (laughs) He's a child, dude. (laughs) Come on, dude. I don't know, dude. With all that junk in his trunk, I don't know. Get, get, get He's you a little <laughs> grown to me. He's got a whole lot of trunk. I don't know how much junk's in that, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> ta, 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 ta. All right, guys. But, yeah. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Podcast where we're trying to figure out life. We're figuring life out for you. Kidding. We're not. You got to figure that shit out for yourself. Unfortunately, but to all our listeners, your guys are killing it, dude. We're all trying to make it through little by little. We all, you know, life is tough out there right now. Inflation's a bitch. Fucking rent is going crazy right now. Living is just, you know, surviving basically at this point. Yep, so it's uh, the living nightmare. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> living nightmare. Isn't uh, isn't it crazy how like the idea of a zombie? Is like this, like already dead monster type of person that is like trying to eat brains, but like theoretically, your average human is half dead, moving around like zombified type shit. Like I don't want to be here for the eight hours that I have to be here, but I am. Please don't bother me. <laughs> you ever seen somebody on bars? Oh yeah, that's but I mean zombie. that's not zombie. No, I I would say that's mm. like I don't know, that's like slothified, not Shut zombified. Out. Oh, those motherfuckers will fucking fuck you up for no reason. They don't even know why either. Uh, sometimes I I don't know. There's different types of like bard out. I've seen the just like sleepy bard out. I've seen the criminal bard out. Yeah, that's I've seen that one a lot. I've seen the violent bard out. Which those two can sometimes coincide, yeah. but other than that, I mean, I think that it there's like a spectrum to being barred out. You know what I mean? Like some people, I mean, it. I think it just kind of raises some people's inhibitions to do stupid shit, and other people, it raises their inhibitions to like be more conservative and like find a fucking couch at the party type shit instead of like being a rambunctious or a problem for anybody. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a depress it. Yeah. Uh, so I guess depending or, on, like... Or really, no, it's an anti... Uh, it's really, yeah, I guess antidepressant. It's for anxiety. Okay. So, mostly. But, but, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, depending on, I guess, like, your brain chemistry, it might affect, like, you differently. That's probably true. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if maybe you are someone that's not prescribed bars, but you take one and... Maybe have been like, what's the word? It's not misdiagnosed, but like, whenever they don't diagnose you with something, uh, that you do have, 
because a misdiagnosis is when undiagnosed. Undiagnosed. I don't know. I feel like that's wrong. I feel like there's a word for it, but I might be wrong. Uh, but anyways, what I'm saying is, is, like, if someone's not diagnosed with it and is supposed to have it, and they take it, it, it might just have like a normal reaction to it, like what it's supposed to do, which is calm you the fuck down. But yeah. someone what? that's not prescribed it, that isn't supposed to have it, that takes it recreationally, might ena- enact some other part of their brain while they're taking that. Which probably is not for the best. Yeah, I know. I, whenever I tried it for the first time, I only took like a half of one. I was in high school. Like, fuck that. Never again. It just made me tired, dude. And when I woke up, I was just, I, I was a zombie. Like, I, zombie. I, moving slow. I couldn't even think straight, dude. It was awful. Never. would never do this shit. Yeah, I don't recommend it. I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, I, that was a bad analogy. I was going to say it's kind of like Coke in the way that, like, I've seen a lot of people make terrible decisions based off of that. But I actually don't have as negative of a viewpoint on Coke as I do Xanax, if that makes sense. Yeah, drugs are uh, drugs are one of those things, I would say, there's a lot of them that are, misunderstood is not the right word, but people don't have the, like, knowledge on there's them. There's no education. Not, yeah, there's yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The, yeah the know, like, people aren't as knowledgeable about uh, that's the, the drugs as they should be. But that's, like... A process that that's created, you know what I mean? Like, the more people are uneducated about drugs, the more money the pharmaceutical companies make. So, theoretically speaking, like, you don't, well, we would like people to know about the drugs that they're taking, but the people selling the drugs don't want anyone to have the, like, (laughs) any idea of what they're really doing. Because, like, a lot of those companies are invested in other pharmaceuticals that help people get less addicted to the pharmaceuticals they sell. So they're on making money on both ends of your trauma. And those usually <laughs> end up being addictive as well. It's just Absolutely. a cycle of addictiveness. But I, I would say, though, uh, not like saying like I advocate. I don't know. When I was younger, I for sure would have advocated for drugs. I'm not going to lie. Try them, you know? Yeah. Now I would say if you do try and they're not for everybody. You know, I've seen people that, that just you should not ever do. I'm an advocate for people, like, getting a real education before they make the judgments of what they're talking about. Yes, whether they choose to do it or not. And I would also say be safe, you know, and know who you're getting from. Test your drugs. Test kits are big, a big deal now, especially with uh, fentanyl going around and stuff. Test your drugs for sure. I think that's an important thing to keep in mind for anyone who's thinking about trying anything or anybody who even does it maybe recreationally, you know. Just be, be careful out there. Take care of your friends. Take care of each other. Try to be uh, a little bit kinder when it comes to stuff. I was hearing somebody talk <laughs> about, like, how how is it not <laughs> commonplace for, like, festivals to have their <laughs> own, like, testing centers? Like, you set up a tent somewhere throughout, like, in the festival, or multiple up to that point with how many people are there. And you, you know what I mean? Like, you don't want all, that, all this volume at one location. You could have multiple tents throughout and having people, like, look, we don't condone you taking drugs here on our watch, but since we know that you are, allow us to help you not die. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, I think there's some probably legality within that. You know, there's probably some encourage. type of legality, but like yeah. even then, it's like, are you really encouraging drug use, or are you <laughs> acknowledging the drug use that is going to happen on your premises and saying, let's meter that and try to like get the best health care we can because there are going to be people with 
bad reactions on drugs that aren't laced. You know what I mean? To have the people that are going to have the reactions because of laced drugs interact with the people that are having bad reactions with not laced drugs, it's just going to be a whole, like, environment for horrible vibes and also bad experience. Like, it could lead to someone becoming violent if they feel like they're being, like, enclosed on or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, <coughs> my opinion on that is, uh, I think for sure you should, they should have more places, you know, they allow to test. I know there, <coughs> there's a lot of events starting to incorporate Dance Safe, which is, like, an organization who, like, tries to, like, push, like, forward, like, more knowledge on, on different types of drugs. That way people don't have a representation of what it means to take uh, certain drugs. And, uh, they do kits, but they sell them, I think. You have to buy them, so it's not the same as just having it deck for people to just. I mean, I'm not even really saying that the testing centers should be free. I mean, even if it costs money for you to get your hit, yeah. like drugs tested at the festival, what I'm saying is like on the festival organizers' hands, that might be worth setting up. You know, yeah, what I mean? like to people are starting to, to get on that just to not have to deal with the PR nightmare that they're dealing with. What what was the most recent one uh okeechobee okeechobee right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so i mean without getting in too much into what happened there like what i'm saying is it seems like some of that stuff could have been prevented and it seems like a lot of the things that happen at a lot of the festivals could be prevented yeah i know that there are outliers of things where like someone gets a hair up their ass and causes like mass panic or a problem for everybody but what i'm saying is, is like on the regular like the majority of issues that happen at festivals are drug related Right. Yeah. So, like, I, I think if you can acknowledge that instead of like thinking of it as as a encouragement, as if you're just acknowledging it, then like, I think you can really take a stronghold over what's happening at your festival. Uh this is how I feel about anything with that kind of situation in general. Is that, I mean, yeah, it's how you cultivate the community community in the first place, and kind of how you go about that. But I think you know with Bigger organizations and uh, bigger promoters, you know, such as Insomniac, who is one of the people that helped throw the event. There, I mean, there's they have a, a another person who helps throw that event as well. You know, uh, I think it is for sure partially up to them to kind of uh, set the benchmark and set the standard of you know safety. But I also think you know also like encouraging those type of things. But I also think that people who go to those things. Even though it, people feel like it is a safe place to, be, or should feel like a safe place to be able to do drugs, or you know experiment with whatever, you should still be. You should still take it upon yourself to take those safety precautions. One thing, which also goes back to, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, like you were saying too, you should. They should have available like tents or something set up to where you could uh, have the availability to buy a test kit on premises, just in case, you know. So that way, it ensures every, like the, it ensures that. Well, it doesn't necessarily ensure, but it creates a space where you're more likely to have a safer I mean, environment e for even everybody. Even, like, on a business level, if, if you look at it from the outside looking in, it, it provides the person that organized the event with a level of, like, liability. Like, I gave the people <laughs> the option to test their drugs at my 
festival, they decided not to, and they got they had some fentanyl in their system whenever they died or something. Like it, it can at least be a barrier for you to say like I tried, I yeah. tried to give back to the community, I tried to help people out. I can't make uh, the horse drink the water once I bring him to the Very lake. True. You know what I mean? Like, but it could be just like for an organizer's point of view of being like. I don't have control over everything that happens on the premises, but I am responsible for everything that happens on I the premises. I think, yeah, I think drug education is important too. Maybe like having classes or something, you know, there or just something to go over, you know, yeah, stuff like that. It could be really important. I mean, just in general in life, you know, even growing up. I mean, you know, you had sex education. I think even high, that was high a school. joke. Yeah, I think drug education would be, is almost. Like, they're both really important. Honestly, sex education, they didn't go over things like sexual assault or... No, they you know, went over, like, what you learned in biology class. Yeah, I mean, it should be a lot more. The, the scope of that should be a lot more than what they taught you. Absolutely. Sure. And it's all under this <laughs> umbrella of, like, well, we don't want to have, like, we don't want to uh, ruin these kids' childhood by introducing them to the darkness of reality. And it's like, you're a joke. All of these kids have already been introduced to that. They just have no understanding of what that was. Yeah. Teach them for what it is, so they don't continue to think that that is what they should be doing. Yeah, like you know what I mean. When if you're if you're a product of your your own environment, if you're someone who sees uh, your dad beat his your mom every day, then you might think that's normal. As fucked up as that sounds. That might be your reality of like, oh, this happens to everyone's mom. Everyone's dad beats their mom. You know what I mean? Like, and that's a fucked up thought that is being like perpetu perpetuated. That yeah. word, by the society that's trying to hide perpetrated perpetrated by the society that's trying to hide the darkest of information from their children. Yep. And it's difficult because it's like the only way through, or, or the only way out is through. You know what I mean? I think it. I mean, especially growing up. I mean, since we weren't even given shit, you know. It's. I mean, I had to learn. You have to learn on your own by creating uh, those boundaries with each other. And one of the like the biggest parts. Could you grab me one as well? Uh, like one of the biggest things is, <coughs> you know, people think it's like dumb to ask questions in the sense that, you know, hey, can I have consent? Or hey, what's going on? Like, uh, w like, w w did you want to go further with this? Just any type of question trying to, like, uh, fill out the situation was seen as dumb, you know? People would rather go for the kiss or go for whatever because it seems, you know, like a turnoff or whatever to ask. But it I don't know. It suck because asking the question makes it, like, a, mo a more awkward, like, position in life. When you do ask that question, you are being a little bit more careful and and you are gaining consent over whatever you're doing. But it, but I mean, it, it I think the, th the turn off is, is that like it, you have to go through the uncomfortability of not just asking, but also receiving the answer from the other person. That person's like maybe like I wish you would have just kissed me, motherfucker. But at the end of the day, I, I feel like there is a little bit more appreciation of like. I'm glad that you were aware of my concerns before you went after what you want type shit. Yeah, where I was going with that, too, is, you know, not really having the proper education on that growing up. Uh, you have to learn those things. And, you know, it sucks. There's a lot of kids out there who learn it by fucking up in a bad way. You know, not necessarily to the extremities that it could be, like, the horrors of, you know, like rape or anything. Like that. Right. But to an extent, it's, it could be just even just, you know, Kissing a girl, thinking like you know that's the move you need to make, and that's sex that is still sexual assault, right? Because they didn't ask for it. But it's just you know like not defending these you know 
the guy or girl in that situation, whatever, a girl like maybe grabbing a dude's dick, thinking that's okay, because those ha- that happens too, you know. Oh yeah, I mean like that. None of that's okay, but there's it's just like the society that we grow up in, you know, it kind of like have an idea that this might be okay. Oh, it's okay because a girl and guys like stuff like that, but not every guy, you know. Some guy could have been sexually assaulted when he was a kid by an, an adult or something, and then you grab his dick because like post-traumatic stress. You know, it's a trigger yeah, yeah. for him. Yeah, you don't you don't know those situations. But like even yeah, just as little as like maybe a guy going in for a kiss and kissing on the lips, that's not a, you know. But like they don't, they might not have meant it in like a a way with like I'm trying to force myself on you. They might just actually think that that's like how you're supposed to do things right. because of the lack of education we actually are given. And it, it's also a thing where like everyone wants to just blame people and throw fingers and be angry about stuff rather than actually like. Change. Go back to the roots, yeah, of it all, and understand that like proper education is the fault of it. And kids don't understand things if we're not taught, you know. And if you're a child who's not taught anything, as an adult, you're basically still a child who was not taught anything. But, like, but even behind that, it's it's not just lack of education. It's be it's it's lack of education and the addition of miseducation. Yeah. You're you're you don't have a real education on how to be a human. There is no real book to tell you which way to do what, how to treat people, how to not get taken advantage of, how to find your way in life. That that information doesn't exist. What you're dealing with is someone else's version of their reality, how they got through their life, how they overcame their challenges. And you can try to apply the lessons that you can take from that, but it's not always going to match up to your life. It's not always going to make sense. You can't always always take the answer and just apply the same formula to what you have going on. I mean, sometimes it is that easy if, if it's tying your shoe then obviously there's like a, a way to get that done but if it's you're a homeless person and you want to find a way to get a job and get a home that's not a solvable situation that you can just go online and get an answer for uh, yeah you gotta live day by day with that goal being the head like the forefront of what you have going on you have to push back all the negativity all the darkness all the doubt all the regret and you have to be something that you have never been before. You have to change the entire fabric of what you call your reality to get out of that situation. But I think also just like whether it's a kid or a young adult, even older adults, it's, you know, first of all, you have to learn all these things, right? And it is different for everybody and everyone's boundaries are different. But I think that's something we should be also be taught is learning that we all have different boundaries and trying to figure out those boundaries within ourselves, which is also a life lesson because half of us don't even know what boundaries we have. Until we're in the moment where we have to figure them out, because whether it's because of our insecurities or things that we didn't know we could have felt before, especially you know when you are in relationships or that, because of like you having to be vulnerable, hundred percent, right. and you have to kind of let your guard down, and that's a, you know feelings are can be strong for a lot of people. Understanding who are you, and also who is the person that you are trying to move forward with, and what are their boundaries, and how to set boundaries, and now th- the thing is, I don't even think half the people teaching that stuff know like what their own boundaries are, or how to teach that, yeah. or what the case may be, and I mean, that's kind of a, I think, a problem in the cycle of, of teachings. I mean, the, theoretically speaking, that, like, there is no real way to, like, teach, like, compassion, or like 
um, consideration. Like it, it does have to be a decision within one oneself to have compassion for another person, to take other people into consideration. You could see somebody that's the most giving person and still be selfish. You could be like have access to Jesus Christ himself and still find your way to be Judas. You know what I mean? Like there is like these these examples of how you can get through, but there it doesn't always apply. So you do have to like kind of take it with that grain of salt of like, okay, this person is teaching me this. But one, where are they getting this lesson plan from? Two, are they even applying these teachings in their own life? Three, how how do how does one find their way to teach something that they don't quite understand? Like if if you're learning physics from an actor, I mean, he, I'm not to take anything away from the actor. He might have a physics degree, but he chose a different career and therefore is no longer in the field of physics. Learning physics from an, a physicist who does physics on a day to day basis would probably be a better situation than learning physics from someone who has an understanding of physics but doesn't utilize that information at all in their day-to-day life. Yeah, it's definitely something that, I I mean, in, I think in all education systems, is really focusing important with those things. I mean, just I- any subject at all, just growing up, I mean, getting proper education for anything, honestly, uh, is a struggle. It's more so like you having to learn the things. And whether that, like, right. re- like, and we talk about it all the time. I mean, there's so many sources now to try to learn from, and yeah. like, most of them are not good. Well, I I heard someone to uh, dig through the trash to find the treasure, big time. I heard someone say it recently. It was something along the lines. It was a saying that like, uh, not everyone is prepared for the spotlight, but everyone has access to it. So, th- like, it's kind of the idea that like, you to. D- in the old days, to have the spotlight, you used to have to go through 20, 30 years of work to building this career, building this name, building this person that people love and want to see, want to hear from. It used to take a, a body of work to get to that point. Now, any person with a smartphone and a good content idea has a spotlight on them, and not everyone knows what to do with that. Some people fold under that pressure. Some people fucking find success and make the best out of it. But everyone has access to that spotlight. Not everyone knows what to do with it. Yeah, it's like the idea. I've seen a lot in the music industry talking about it recently. Is uh, the idea of getting to the top fast, whether, you know, connections or being a plant, you know, or well, I mean, money or whatever the case may be, or having that actual organic growth and having to go through all those long nights and, you know, Treacherous like flights and fucking uh, just like any roadblock that comes the, along your the way. The hitting the rock bottom as an artist yeah, to yeah, find yeah. your way up yeah, type and shit. Building your way like that, the organic growth kind of helps you to adjust. In today's market, it's no longer a requirement. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that does cause a lot of like, it, it honestly is a big cause of a lot of like big problems. That right. And I mean, it kind of goes industries. back to really a lot of things we've talked about but like specifically speaking i mean the music industry is profiting off of people like like talented artists that are life-changing that could be super influential the the music industry is making money off of those artists being shut out by the p- sheer volume of music coming out 
But as soon as you have a generational level artist, that I mean, yes, you can still make money off of them, like on the streaming platforms and things like that. But you have no power over that artist. You have no power over that art that's being released. Huh. You want this person to think that they have no power in, in the music industry so that they sign a 360 deal with you, and you now get to run their entire complexities of everything they do. You own basically the artist. Maybe not the person. You don't own the person, but you own the artist. <laughs> basically, I mean, the music business is fucking insane. I mean, it's a business, you know, like anything else. Right. Not as pretty as we'd like to uh, seem. But, yeah, no, wrapping back around to uh, also, like, going back to the drug thing and education is, yeah, if we did have more, like, education on a lot of those things, I think as uh, not even just our country, is like, the world would probably be a lot more under Like, just in most things, actually. But, like, I don't know. Drugs is a, always a weird thing to me because of just how they're ostracized and how in most lights they're seen as, terrible things but i mean our education system like (coughs) provides for the society that we have like breeding people that follow orders that are afraid of authority that have this idea in the back of their mind that oh my god my gpa isn't high if i don't get my grades up then i won't get into college and if i don't get into college then i'm gonna be a failure for the rest of my life it's just like you're breeding a person that will listen to you you know what i mean like and at at that level, it's like that's kind of what our society wants. Our society, all these bankers and fucking Wall Street guys, they don't want a bunch of people that are defiant and outdoing their own shit. You know what I mean? Like you want a bunch of people that are afraid and going to listen to the status quo. Uh, I kind of want to go into that, yeah, a little bit more. But I, I wanted to finish up on the the topic, uh, especially on just like uh, the educational portion and uh, talking about Okeechobee and that stuff is. That it's it's weird to look at because those things can be used as tools. Like we see it now, you know, in Colorado, them doing a lot of like FDA is like gave them the approval to basically like go forward with research on the drugs, like with MDMA and uh, mushrooms, psilocybin, you yeah. know. Yeah, and you know, seeing a lot of that stuff, you know, with proper treatment and you know smaller doses, it actually helping cognitive function, helping people with PTSD get over it. And also, uh, people who have done research on psilo- like not just psilocybin, but like psilocybin has led to actually further research on other types of mushrooms and specific mushrooms you know, that are non uh, psychoactive, of course. You know, right. Like the reishi mushroom or the turkey tail or lion's mane, uh, cordyceps. Like all yeah. all those are non psychoactive, right. but they have high, like big benefits for the body. For your right. immune system, for your energy, you know, like they provide like certain vitamins, like they, it's like they're important, and I think you know some of those drugs have uh definitely led to us figuring that stuff out, and also just tools to help us, like oh, I don't want to say open your mind, but see, opening your mind, honestly, in my opinion, is overused. It's just another way to say it gave it gave you a different perspective, right? That you didn't have before, you know, like when you when you do something that fucking uh putting your brain on overdrive like just fucking running on 10 million you're you're, you're gonna start seeing things from other perspectives because your yeah. mind's just all over the place right and with with that being said like i, I mean firsthand experience and a lot of people i know too there are people who have terrible experiences but reg- i mean regardless bad or good that stuff rewires your brain in a way because you're seeing things from a completely different perspective that you didn't see before. You're thinking in a completely different way. It's it's definitely changing the reality that you once lived in. 
Whether, yeah. however you want to put that, however you want to word that, that's essentially what's happening. I mean, like, you know? I've, I think I've talked about it on the show before, but, like, I've even had, like, thought processes of potentially, like, every time you step into, like, a really deep trip, maybe not like you're just, like, your average microdose or maybe even, like, a macrodose, but not, not, like, a heroic dose or anything like that. I feel like every time you step into a heroic dose on either shrooms or acid, there is a real possibility of, like, your consciousness physically, like, jumping into a parallel universe. Like, literally becoming a different you. Literally living a different life in a different universe. I don't know how, like, there's literally almost no way to prove that, but, like, there's also no way to prove what consciousness is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I I don't know. I've had that thought process before based on the idea that, like, after a really strong heroic dose, just realizing portions of my reality that didn't add up. That that either changes that happened or uh, people that I felt like were acting different or even things in myself that just didn't seem, like, quite right. I was like, what the fuck? Is, Is it possible that, like... I jumped into a reality that wasn't mine, but now is, and I'm kind of stuck here type shit. You know what I mean? Crazy. I, I don't know. It's purely a thought. But what what I was going with that is is that, like, on that level, I feel because we don't have a real education on what psychedelic drugs can do, or even, like, uh, ketamine and fucking – or is ketamine a psychedelic? I mean, it's a dissociative, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But, like, even things like that, I think what what we try to do is put our perspective and our experience into the mix of the information of what it is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I I think that's what's fucked up about it is that there's no provable way to explain what a mushroom trip is. You can, like, make a pretty cool video and, like, it have, like, things that, like, breathe and, and really cool visuals. But even that is, like... Not a, it's a, it's like a damned version, a damnation version of what you're actually experiencing under that trip. So, like, what I'm saying is, is that, like, is it, is it by design that the information that we have is based off of experience? Or is that literally all the information that we can get? Is there no real way to understand the complexities of what these drugs do to our perspective other than just to, like, I mean, there is for sure. I mean, especially, like, with uh, psilocybin, because they've been doing, I mean, research on that longer now with NDMA. I mean, they started doing, uh, even I think in Colorado, they're doing, like, research on ketamine, with ketamine now, too. Right. For uh, clinical trials and stuff like that. But uh, with psilocybin especially, I mean, yeah, no, it definitely, like, microdosing. And that's what I was going to say, too, is that in smaller doses, and actually, like, for medical purposes, these they actually do have, effect, like, good effects, positive effects right. on the body. I think the overconsumption and the overdoing of the drug is what really causes a lot of the problems in the first place. Right. Other than, like, honestly, I'd say co- like cocaine is probably one of the worst drugs, in, like, in terms of just, I mean, even I don't know what you would get out of it. In moder- Harm. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know what you would get out of that in medically, out of in moderation, you know? I don't oh, you mean, like? Positively. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't really. I mean, y- don't think there's really much there. I mean, there, I don't think there's much research that's gone into that. But I couldn't imagine there being much that would really be useful from that. But aside from that, like even with MDMA, ketamine, like psilocybin, you know, in small amounts, doses, along with you know, uh, 
psychiatric help, even without that, you know, that's still like if you do like little uh, increments amounts, it can really help improve uh, a lot. Like PTSD, it's been helpful a lot with PTSD. Right. And all like it's mostly because of like the parts of your brain that it helps to interact with. And, you know, like that, um, like the frontal, I think it's the uh, frontal lobe, like the areas that light up normally. Right. And then like the areas that it lights up whenever you're on the drugs, like it, you start to see more coverage there. And okay. like it start like a lot of those synapti- synapses that weren't connected start to connect more, and it starts to help like your you kind of heal through that PTSD. Yeah, I'm not see, going like complete. I'm not like a scientist on right. it. You know what I mean? So I was like, gonna I say, I, we don't really have like a full understanding of what that even really means, like to your experience as a person. One, because yeah. I don't have PTSD, and two, I don't know what it's like to recover from PTSD. So like, without those two key pieces of information, this is kind of what like I I didn't say it as well as I could have. But what I'm saying is, is like our experience with drugs is based off of experience. Therefore, yeah, is there not seven billion ways to describe what drugs are because there's seven billion different experiences happening you know what i mean like yeah i do want to say this though so i do know somebody who does have ptsd right and they kind of like they're specifically like once again you know everyone's probably experienced their ptsd a little bit different but uh, this uh this instance in particular it's like a static constantly going on you know in the background of their brain you know they can kind of hear it going on it's like constantly like they're on edge to an extent like, they learned to deal with it, you know, but it's there in the okay. background constantly. And they had tried Molly for the first time, and they felt it all, like, wash away. Like, they felt at ease. And, like, they could – like, it wasn't – they didn't take a lot, you know? Like, they right. took a little bit by little, and, like, they felt at ease, and, like, they felt it all wash away, and they felt like a normal human being right. in that moment. And, like, that made me think, too, because that was their first time ever trying it. And I think they, they took less than, like, a point one. But for anyone who knows, like, point one's not – like that, you you should only take a max. The normal I think, dose. Like point one two, I think is the most you're supposed to take it in an instance. I've you gone sh- crazy. Y- yeah, you should not take more than that. But yeah, it's definitely she took uh, less than a point one. But the the fact of the matter is, it got me to thinking. It's like if you do that, you know, like on a weekly basis, and you have like someone to work with you. You know what I mean? It could Therapy really, s- yeah, situation. you could really help to like make some improvements. You could really make some uh, progress and breakthroughs with that. Right. I mean, I don't have the full science on that, but I think that's, like, something that we should, like, we should all, I mean, once again, I mean, obviously, there's people who are doing the research for it, right? but that's something that we should start focusing on more than just all the negatives. See, but that's what I'm saying. All the negatives are just based off of experience. In the way that, like, if there are 7 billion different ways to describe what one drug is because it's all based off of experience, then every negative thing you've ever heard can be thrown out the window along with every positive thing. Because if you haven't taken it, you don't know how you are going to experience it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, even if there was a drug that was across the board zero negative experiences if the only information you had about that was people's experience on it then you have to throw all that information out because you don't know if it's an across the board going to be good for yeah, but you that's kind of i mean it's tough to say that because i mean that's i'm not saying you throw out all the positive and negative impacts what i'm saying is is that whenever someone is looking at maybe taking a psychedelic 
you kind of do have to throw out all the positive and negative impacts because you could have a great trip or you could have a bad trip. You could have a, a somewhere in the middle t type of trip, or you could just not trip at all because you don't. Some people, I mean, they need a higher doses based off of like their brain chemistry and things like that. But like, what I'm saying is, is that like, if you're going into these psychedelic experiences thinking you are going to have any type of experience based off of research or yeah. your friends yeah, or that's then you got to throw that out the window because it's it's re you relatively have no clue what that's you're about to experience oh yeah i mean even trip to trip for the exactly. same person is just not exactly yeah. that's that's another point is, is that like if you take it like experience by experience, even the same person can talk about the same drug in a different way, which is crazy. I mean, like there's you also think potencies and, you know, different things that kind of go into play with a lot. Of I that mean, it, a lot too. of it is set and setting. A lot of it is just like where you are mentally and where you are physically. If you uh, aren't in a comfortable place or you aren't in a peaceful place, then you're probably going to have a bad trip. I mean, it's but that's it's also not required. Not it's not going to happen. But I'm it, it, uh, if you're not in a good spot, it's probably going to happen. Because, <laughs> I mean, the thing that I've noticed about psychedelics is that it brings all the things that you're avoiding to the forefront of your mind. And if you're strong enough to deal with those things and walk your way through it, then you're fine. But if you are cr letting those things cripple you, you're about to have 12 hours of the worst time of your life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, those smaller doses can really help with stuff like oh, that. Oh, you know, yes. Like in, like, I'm talking about, like, like macro doses yeah. specifically. Yeah, Sorry. like, just going full-fledged into that. I, yeah, those are two different things for sure. For, I mean, for my experience, um, um, a micro dose is supposed to be a dose that you really don't even experience. I mean, you you feel it, but you're not like tripping. Oh, you you're don't not visual, no visuals. Yeah, yeah no not visuals. even like in, an internal trip. Like you oh. feel better. You feel a little bit more mobile. Feel a little bit more like loose. But like you don't. It's not like you're feeling like the funny in your uh, oh yeah heart no. or anything like that. No, not mean? at all. Yeah, and I mean micro doses. Honestly, do they work? I mean, I, a lot I, of I people use I, Yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've done it a couple times, like microdose a couple times. They're but commonplace for a lot of people. Some people do them, like, daily. It's like, yeah. the, I mean, shit, it's like morning coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you could do morning coffee or you could eat some mushrooms. Or you could do both. Yeah, I mean, some people do, I mean, they have mushroom coffee and shit now. I'm kind of crazy how it's kind of starting to kind of get on that wave now a little but bit. See, like, I guess, like, just to wrap up what I was talking about, it's sad that, like, we have rules and regulations and laws based off of information that is experience-based. Or outdated. Just in or, uh, I mean, clearly outdated, as well as the idea that, like, you put this law in place based off of either your or your friend or someone's experience. You know what I mean? Like, this was, uh, like, someone that experienced something and then maybe, like, it's the old adage of, like, they put this sign up because some fucking idiot jumped into the fucking river with the alligators. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there was probably somebody back in the day that like started murdering people and his thing was mushrooms and they were like, Oh my god, mushrooms make you kill people, so now we gotta outlaw that. But instead of having actual information to run your society on. Uh, I would say just this alone. So like laughing gas is legal. Yeah. Like it's well, you're talking about uh what's it called? Whippets. Whippets, yeah. yeah. I mean you could buy fucking 
the, like to they they're used to make whipped cream too, so right. you can buy them at the smoke shop. Like, but to be fair, on the box just it says whip it. It yeah. doesn't say whipping cream canisters. Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them do. Some of them they know what they're doing. Some of them do, yeah. But some <laughs> some are just like say like whipping cream. That's fair. You know, whatever. So, sorry, sorry guys. But there we go. All right, nice. But uh. Essentially, what I was going is, don't get me wrong, all things legal does not mean that they're okay. But, like, it's legal, but the way that people look at it, like, people, they use it in doctor's offices, dentists, uh, yeah. dentist offices and stuff like that. And, like, for me, it's funny because people will look at that and be like, oh, dude, that stuff is dangerous. Like, you could. Oh, it's definitely seen as, like, the same, like, akin to huffing paint. Yeah, yeah which it's, it's not on that it's level. It's not. Huffing paint definitely fucks you up way more. But also where I'm at is. So the people like do fuck you up in excess. In if excess. You take a lot, and that, yeah. uh, or too not even a lot, but it, you do them regularly, that then, too. Th- then it could be very detrimental to your like uh, neurology, neurology as well as uh, a lot long, of It's because it's nervi- depriving you of oxygen. It's yeah. That's the main reason. Like, people don't understand. Like, dude, they just hear that. It's like, do you know why? It's because if you're doing a lot, you're depriving yourself of oxygen and replacing that with nitrogen. Correct. It's going to fuck you up if you're doing it a lot. But, like, in, like, small doses, it won't do any of that. Now, I'm not saying there's, like, medical benefits for it, per se. Like, it's just it's just funsies. It's just not as detrimental to but your body it, or brain. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to me when people are like, ah, dude, that's scary. No, people are like, that's <laughs> kind of scary. And then it's like, you do cocaine. I that's would true. I would yeah, take yeah, yeah. a couple steps back from what y- anything you just said. Like, you need to reevaluate what see, we're talking like, about here. Just because someone uh, loves roller coasters doesn't mean they want to be in the midst of a car c- accident. You know what I mean? Like, so there's some things that are thrilling, but you don't want to replace those things with other things. Does yeah, but cocaine's a definitely worse. It's horrible, but it's not putting a gas into your body. You know what I mean? People will, like, be that weird about it. It's like, ah, I, I can see this. This is a solid, and plenty of people do it. And even though they die, <laughs> I think I'll be all right. They, ha- they get nosebleeds and heart problems but and brain problems. Like a, but you see like the gas, you're like, I can't. I don't know if – that is weird because I don't know if it's, like, a thing about, like, I can't see it. And I know that it's like I'm experiencing it. I don't know if there's that fear or really where it comes from, but that that is interesting. How some people are willing to like just take a random pill that they found on their floor <laughs> just to see what it does, but they will say like say that doing a whippet is crazy. That's where I'm at. Yeah, the I thing about whippets too, it's not gonna be laced with fentanyl. Yeah, I mean, it would be hard to lace that with fentanyl. My point, exactly. <laughs> like, but like cocaine, like, ah, oh, dude, stranger, we're just challenge- give it to me, we're dude. We're challenging a chemist right now. They're like, oh, you don't think I can make fentanyl a gas? <laughs> like, Hold my beer. You're like, <laughs> dude. But that shit's what's funny. Like, ah, oh, dude, that honestly, that's kind of like, oh, you do that, and then it's like, I'm pretty sure I've seen some stranger offer you cocaine. You're like, oh, geez, fuck yeah, babe, <laughs> I can. All right, chill out there, bud. I saw a fucking uh, Instagram reel of this dude. He was talking about, like, yeah, back whenever COVID was going on, I I was really entrenched in it, and I thought that the vaccine was the way to go. But then uh, one of my friends, he asked me, why should I get the vaccine? And I was like, dude, you do cocaine, and you have no fucking worry about there being fentanyl in that. So you're also you're on top of that you're going to raw dog life in the middle of a pandemic. And he was like, "Did you 
start that sentence with what I heard, yes, I'm going to raw dog life in the middle of a pandemic. I do strangers cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be fine. He's, he's like, damn, you got a good point. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, might as well raw dog it. We're already fucking here, baby. Yeah, no, it's just. Real shit, though. But, yeah, no, I think it's just, like, people need to kind of. That goes with anything, though. It's not just, you know, drug education. But, uh, yeah, tying that back into Okeechobee, too. I mean, there should, uh, just in general, more communities should be just more inclined to the community. Not inclined, but, like, more helpful to the community that they're pandering towards, you know? Yeah. Make the environment an enjoyable place, right? That should be the goal. It's not because of money and, you know, capitalism, if it breeds anything, it's greed and people love fucking money. But if these people were and these organizations did try to actually just be more helpful to the community that they're pandering to, things would be a lot more fun. You know, things would be a lot more enjoyable. Like if I were to throw a show, I'd want to make sure that everything's good. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that people are having a good time. Maybe have courses while you're there. Maybe have like little shows or little classes, just our interactive stuff. Would it really cut into the budget that much? You know what I mean? At that like, point, probably not. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're hiring four extra p- people per tent, maybe four tents. You're hiring 16 p- extra people as if you can't afford that. You know what I mean? Like, people will volunteer. There's people I'm, who I'm would sure love to volunteer to I'm ensure sure the safety there was, of other plenty patrons. plenty of people that, that would say, I love these shows, but I would rather miss a couple headliners if it meant no one had to die. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's just all too convenient. It seems, I don't want to get conspiratorial on this, but like it, it seems like there might be a driving force within the community to not have these precautions, to not set up these preventative measures for <laughs> their own patrons. There are some that do, though. I'm sure there are, but those those people that do go to show that everyone could. Yeah. So like at that level, it it it, uh, it does begin to feel like, well, do you want people to die? Yeah, no, but this is also where I'm at on that. Like I stand with that, but then I also want to give a counterpoint because I think this is also important because it's okay to have opinions on both sides, not just be. I don't say issue. that like people should be smart and like. It's also up to the people within the community to ensure their own safety as well as maybe help out. And if you really want it to be an enjoyable but jo- fuck, enjoyable environment, take care of the people around you. It's not your job. you know. That no one should be entitled to help anybody. you know. Right. But if you really want to make sure that everything is good, first and foremost, make sure you're good. Make sure you're, you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're aware of your surroundings. You're aware of what you're doing, what you're taking. All that good stuff is important. But on the opposite end, also, you know, it doesn't hurt to look out for the people. If someone's dehydrated, you know, give them some water. Or in another case, like if they need food or snacks or something, if you have it on you, gum, whatever the case may be, share it if you can. Right. You know, what goes around comes around. If you have a system like that, not only is the community looking out for each other, but the organization as well is kind of taking that extra step to look out. And so everyone does feel safe. You know what I mean? You're going to a place where you're not having to look over your shoulder. Is someone going to steal your phone? Uh, is someone going to give you bad drugs? You know, all this, you're taking all of these preventative measures starting from your with yourself and then as well as the organization putting on the I think if we c- check right. all of those boxes, then it would create a much better environment for everybody. And that's not just music festivals. I mean, any type of festival or any type of event that you go to, you know, starts with each other. If we all looked out for each other and went to those things, 
I, I think we would be in a better state than we are now. I, you know I, what I agree, mean? but where I stand on that without being in the community, it is the responsibility of the person throwing it more so than the responsibility of the person that you're you're referring to. But because, yeah. in my opinion, it's like you can do everything right and still pass out in the middle of a crowd and get stomped No, on. yeah, and you should – So yeah. what I'm saying is, is that like – true. So at that level, like – that's why there are health tents and, and ambulances on site because things happen. So why wouldn't you have a drug testing tent? Things happen. You know what I mean? It's a preventative measure. Whether it's on the patrons or not, you are taking care of the people. You are doing what you can to take care of the people. Now, there are still going to be fights that break out and people that fuck up and people that – do shitty things and people that aren't representative of the entire community, but that is happening on your watch, under your name, under your festival, and you are going to be the sole proprietor of all of the blame should anything happen. Yeah, th I'm still like, Next yeah. year, whenever you want to throw this festival again, all the people that want to go have to meter their expectations with two people died last year. You know what I mean? Like, that is something that you have to deal with as the organizer. So why would – how much could it really cost for you to take that extra mile? Yeah. You know what I mean? They like also I do agree that, like, people should be responsible for themselves, but I also agree that – oh, not agree, argue that if you're throwing an event for the masses, you should – Prepare for the masses. The you know, it's a collective effort, I would say. But, yeah, no, it's for sure, first and foremost, on the person throwing it. I think that also goes back to what I was saying about, like, of course, the like, whoever's attending. Yeah. It's also up to the person throwing it to kind of set those standards. I mean, at World, there wasn't people saying those kids got what they deserved. No. You know yeah, what I mean? Not, but, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, but as the organizer or the event thrower, promoter, whatever, it's also up to you to set those standards, right? And right. Kind of like preface before, like with you know the precautions and right and safety, like and hazards that. Because uh, I look mean, out idea for. ideally, what we're talking about here is is something that isn't our reality that shouldn't be. Because ideally, in everyone's reality, there would be every festival would have zero health complications. You would have no heart attacks. You would have no fights that end in someone dying. You would have no drug overdoses. You would have no uh, what's what's it called? Uh, suffocations. Like whenever you're like in a deep crowd type shit. You would have zero health complications in uh, in this place that's supposed to be surrounded by love, community, music, art, all of these great things that people are coming to get coming together to celebrate. Gets ruined by things that could have been prevented. Things that could have been – and I'm not saying that you can prevent everything. I understand that some things do uh, do arise. But, like, what I'm saying is is that you should be pushing towards that, that end goal, which is having an event where nothing goes wrong. And I'm sure there's hundreds of events where nothing goes wrong every year. But you're not hearing about those. You're hearing about the ones where people die, where people have issues with the management, where people get fucked over by the headliners. or You hear about all the bad situations. And wouldn't the goal to be to eliminate those bad situations? Always. I'd say also go the – I'd say that Okeechobee did a handling situation. Say that again. That you didn't get Oh, yeah. Up. Okeechobee did a terrible job of handling that situation, without a doubt. Uh, they did not close the – The venue? 
No, they didn't close. I mean, the venue, I would understand not closing. I mean, you got three more days of festival to go. You know what I mean? But address the issue. Let people know, like, well, someone drowned in that. Probably don't go back. Well, they didn't close the place where he drowned? No. Oh, shit. I mean, they didn't have lifeguards either uh, like no, during uh, that time period, which is probably also a dumb move on their part. Uh, yeah, you should definitely close off the water, I think, you know, where someone died. So no one's swimming in a water where someone just died. You know? Yeah. Uh, they didn't do that. So that's fucked up. That's kind of dark. Yeah, that is dark and kind of fucked up. So uh, on, that, on that level, yeah, fuck them for that. That's super, like, bad uh, event organization. Like, why would you not? Right. And supposedly they didn't do a really good job of, like, searching for the body either. I mean, put it this so. way. If there was a... If there was like a office like outing, right, where like a hundred people from this one company went to this, uh, like Mexican retreat, they went on an island, they were doing all this shit, and one person dies, right? Now everybody in that fucking office gets to go back and work in an office where they all know they were all witness to one of their coworkers dying. You could, at some level, say, regardless of how it happened, you could, at some level, say like. Damn, I wish Tom was still here, but you know what? Like, he was responsible for himself. He got himself into a situation that was kind of fucked up. It's not a representative of, like, who we are as a company. Or you could also look at it as, like, what is the company going to do for Tom's family? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it, I, I don't know which side of the line you, like, whoever's hearing this would fall on. But in my opinion, I, I don't know how much responsibility you're putting on the the person who went to a thing under the pretense that everything was going to be safe and happy and yeah. go lucky. And maybe that's not even this. Maybe this person that we're talking about was in, like really down in the dumps, didn't have any expectation. And this was like the final moments of their life by choice. Like there are plenty of situations. But relative to whatever you're talking about, I think there is a certain level of responsibility whenever get people together you have to understand there's always going to be like a worst case scenario there's yeah. always going to be something that you should have preparations for like if you don't have a fire escape plan then what are you going to do whenever a fire arises you know what i mean yeah that's not it, it is one of those things because it's not the patron's fault for a fire you right know, whatever even if they're the one that lit the fire even if that person lit the fire it's still on you that you don't have a fire escape plan that's it, you know what I mean? That is very true. Also, condolences, you know, to the people. Absolutely. I don't know lives. that much about the situation, so if this is come out, coming off insensitive, I apologize. But I – honestly, I'm tired of people dying for fucking no, – no reason. I'm tired of people dying for fucking no reason. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. What you got also goes back to drug education, testing your shit, being careful uh, with what you're doing out there, uh, who you're, you know, getting it from. All that stuff's very, very, very important. Like what were we talking about, dude? Uh, there was something I wanted to go back to earlier. We were talking about, I think, uh, Jamie, pull it up. <laughs> right, <laughs> we, were, we were talking about. I think it was it's something to do with like TikTok and just like uh, becoming famous now, and just like kind of where we're, where we're going with that. Oh, what I was saying about that was how like everyone has access to the spotlight without having the like um, credentials to be able to put on a show. Yeah, I remember now. I remember now. All right, thanks. It was just, it was the fact that nowadays, though, I mean, even then, like, back when we were younger, you know, everyone wanted that, you know, not necessarily rich lifestyle, but just, like, having, I mean, shit, suburban life was, like, pinnacle for a lot of people. You know, right. now everyone wants to live large. Everyone wants to make it through, you know. I mean, 
even just what we're doing, like podcasting or try to do something to where they're doing any type of media thing or starting their own business. Starting your own business, honestly, is very admirable. It's hard, especially right now, dude. That shit's fucking. Especially with the failure rate. Like, it's it's, courageous. It's a a brutal market out there, too. Like, actually going out there, like, brick and mortar. married. Yeah, dude. Uh, 50 50 baby uh, i was like jesus christ <laughs> yeah now like brick and mortar nowadays dude that's just fucking tough i mean especially when you got the internet like building a fucking oh yeah no brick and mortar doesn't really make sense for a lot of businesses nowadays right? it yeah. does make sense for like restaurants. certain uh well obviously restaurants but like certain um what what what, what am i thinking of clothing like, like storefronts that have so like give you selling fir- candles or the first thing that comes to mind is like a CBD shop where you have products and things like that that like someone would could would, could come like peruse through like most retail it probably could get done. I, that's what I'm saying like clothing could probably be done online Jeans. other than the fact that like sizing isn't perfect so like there's certain articles of clothing where you're like ah I'm not gonna buy that online I'm gonna have to try that on I don't want to ship it back after it comes in you know what I mean like that someone was uh, telling me the or not telling me I was reading it the other day uh on on Twitter was like I, somebody wished there was more like like rave outfit storefronts you know it's all online really a mo- like I I've never seen a it's pr- it's probably like more obscure than you think though because I would think that it's probably difficult to have like that niche of a market for one store you know what i mean yeah, like so I you mean could probably have like a spencer's type of deal where you have a bunch of different things and that's one portion of that store that's fair but like it'd probably be difficult to run a business purely off of that like material honestly spencer's really nailed that i'm not gonna lie you get spencer's is perfect it's they nailed really what they did to yeah, the, almost to because like, I mean, they got like so much weird shit in there but it's like Everyone from, loves from going lava in lamps to dildos, literally all on one wall. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that you got you a want- beer pong table, lava lamps, <laughs> uh, some some like uh, party favors, and then dildos at the end. You got posters, you got T-shirts, you got hats, you got gag <laughs> gifts, you got fucking mugs, all <laughs> kinds of shit, dude. Lingerie. It's like what if I'm walking in? You're like, I don't even know what I needed anymore. But right, and. Gauges, you can get earrings, jewelry, bro. Like that place is fucking nuts. I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, I don't know. So, but like, not to move past what you were talking about. Yeah, I, no, I'm sorry. That was just funny though. I think it it is difficult for a lot of businesses to exist in a brick and mortar in today's market based off of how much productivity people were able to show during the pandemic working from home. Yeah. Like whenever you saw that, like I was talking about it then. Like I, if I ran a business and I saw that I lost like almost zero percent productivity by the fact that people were working from home rather than working in the office i could understand the point of view of saying like you got to have people in the office so that like they can connect with each other because people need connection you don't want people to like feel isolated at home i can understand that but it would be hard for me to like dismiss the staggering savings that i would have by not having an office that's you know what i mean like all the fucking uh bill, the obviously the brick and mortar rent plus the fucking light bill plus the water shit, plumbing and all that shit. It's like you don't need that. It's not a requirement for a lot of businesses. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> I think, but like also where where I was going with that is that it's just crazy because everyone wants this high lifestyle, you know, doing all this you know sh- shit that seems like almost like get rich quick type of thing. Like, how can I make, you know, blow up, like, crypto or fucking, uh, 
foreign exchange or like what is, what is something that where I can make money and be rich and live this fucking luxurious life? And we forget about all these jobs that actually, you know, hold down the fucking Well, yeah, uh, not, I was having this conversation. And we don't pay this those we don't a lot of those I was having this conversation this morning. We don't dude. pay those it's people crazy. enough, honestly. Um Whenever I dropped off my dad after he had his uh, operation this morning, uh, he was telling, like, so there was some people outside uh, mowing the lawn in the neighborhood. And he's like, those are my guys. I take care of them. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, they just got their Christmas present because I was out of town for a while. So, I I mean, I didn't get a chance to see them. I missed them the past couple times they came. So I just got to give them their Christmas present type shit. And I was like, damn, that's dope. You, you like, look out for them type shit. He's like, those are my people. Like, I grew up cleaning offices and selling newspapers and shining shoes, uh, doing things, basically taking care of the world so that the world could run. And you never think about those people. You never, nope. th- you never think about the people that clean your office and empty your trash can and mop your floors and things just so that whenever you come to work, you can feel comfortable in the place of business. That person works tirelessly to clean up after your bullshit, and you don't even know their name. True. And that's everywhere. That's in every walk of life. The The person that mows your lawn, most people don't know, have a connection with them. The person that picks up your garbage, you don't know wh- who they are. The person that uh, drops off your mail, you have no connection with. Like It, it used to be like people had this like deep connection with their mailman know everybody in the city that it does anything for them in their house you know what i mean it's always like a show of gratitude and appreciation how are you how's the wife type shit but like now it's like you're so disconnected from everybody that does anything for you but you almost can't do any of your regular day-to-day shit without those people which is insane you have zero connection to what makes your life possible <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy. It reminds me of that uh that documentary um Mac Miller did uh stop making excuses on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where he was talking about, you know, he was just opening boxes and he's like you uh, don't need help with that or like you didn't hire so he's like nah, I'm trying to do real people things. Like type <laughs> shit like I'm I'm doing things for myself now. Some yeah. shit like that along the lines cuz so you know probably for so long. He's like in the old days, I'd have someone unpack this for me, you know? Right. But it's like, oh, no, he said, I'm trying to get real-life experiences. Just oh, fucking yeah. hilarious. It's like, because you get to a point, you're so dis- – like, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you forget about those little things that you do for yourself because you, you don't have to. I mean, like, that's an extreme situation because once yeah. you get to that level of, like, notoriety, you, you lose the ability to trust that a person is talking to you as themselves – or is this person want something? Is this person think that I'm a ticket to their livelihood? Or that you have no understanding of genuine reality anymore because everyone wants something and you're the way for them to get it. Yeah, but I was saying more so in the sense of uh, just like well, I know what you were yeah. saying, but what I'm saying is is that when you get to that level, I think you are a little bit more disconnected than. A the normal person. That's fair. That's but e- even we are. Because even the normal point, yeah. person has friends and things that they're like, ah, it's my boy. But like when you're on that level, you're just like, are you still my boy? Or do you have a business plan? <laughs> you know are you what I mean? writing my like, coattail right now? Is that what you're not saying? even just that because like that's more so like, I think I think of writing coattails as like 
you don't want to do it. The fucking Bo- Bojack Horseman's roommate. What's his name? Um, Todd. Todd. Todd is riding coattails in a way. You know what I mean? Like where he's he's just living his life. He has no like ambitions to like work or do anything. He's just riding Bojack's coattail while also enjoying the fuck out of himself. That, in my opinion, is riding coattails. What I'm talking about is someone who is purely keeping their connection with you so that you see them as a friend so that one day whenever you present your business plan, they say, that sounds good. I believe in you. I want you to make it too. Here's some money. You know what I mean? That part, that exists all too much. All too, all too much of like this guy got ta- gots talent. Let me connect myself with him. And then down the line, we'll be such boys he puts me on to. You know what I mean? Like it, that happens way too much. It's disgusting. But I think beyond that, like there is like uh, to your point i i think there is that disconnection where you 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 don't really have real experiences anymore like the realest experience you have is the 10 minutes it takes you to go get the newspaper take the trash out and fucking like walk your dog but even that you're spending on your phone yeah, you can fucking door dash it now you know you don't even have well, to absolutely. eat your food if you don't want to you know what i mean you don't uh, absolutely pick it up. I mean, and I recommend it. DoorDash <laughs> doesn't oh, yeah. sponsor this podcast, but they could if they wanted to. Um, my thing is, is that, like, I think we just got to adapt. You know, like, we've adapted in this world of the Internet to a disconnected position, but we can use the world of the Internet to connect even deeper than we did before. We're just so busy on the Internet that we don't realize it's supposed to be a tool not our reality. What I'm saying is, like, why don't we pay construction workers more? Or why don't we pay you know, police officers? I mean, th- that... Or, like, teachers. That is entirely predicated around the illusion of society. You know, like... The illusion that we have in our society is this idea that uh, you gotta work for money, and money pays the bills, and to pay the bills, you gotta work. It's this cycle of life. But... Then you realize that the people making the most money work the least, yeah, or they have the easiest jobs, easiest jobs, I guess. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is that like that mentality of like life being cyclical in the way that you wake up, you work, you work, you get paid, you pay, just so that you can continue to wake up. That cycle doesn't really exist outside of poverty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyone outside of poverty doesn't have to worry about their next paycheck. Therefore, they don't have to wake up and worry about work. That doesn't mean they don't work. It doesn't mean they just have nothing to do. A lot of those people do have ambition and find ways to like work and do real things and have real experiences. But there are just as many, if not more, of those people that have no interest in doing that. The, the mentality of, it's okay, that's someone's job to clean that up. That person exists all too much. The person that doesn't care who the person's job it is, they, they, they chose this job. They made the decision to work for this company. Let them clean the shit off of the fucking hotel bedroom. You know what I mean? Like, fucked up. It's fucked up, but a lot of people have that mentality of like, well, they got they got to earn their living somehow. 
Why? <laughs> it's like, why? You know? They could have came in here, changed the trash bag, and left, but you made this an event. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you made this an event like for their and life. now they have their manager page. I'm like, why are you taking so long? <laughs> right. Gotta clean up all this fucking shit. There's some duty in room 208. <laughs> yeah, like, you were supposed to already have done four or five bedrooms. You were know? supposed to be on floor 12 by now, Diana. <laughs> like, well, fuck. These pieces of shit. Literally, feces. <laughs> Dude, you know, I wouldn't doubt that, that some people are on some fucking asshole shit, doing just way too much. I mean, like, it's a literal stereotype how much it happens of, like, the Hollywood diva that destroys their hotel room after they don't get a part or some shit. You know what I mean? And by diva, I mean gender neutral. It's usually men. But, like, the diva is the action of what they're doing, acting like they sh- they deserved that part and... This is all fucked. The world's all against me. It's like, shut the fuck up. You have millions of dollars in your account, and you're worried that the world is against you because you didn't get this part? Eat dicks, motherfucker. Yeah, How about that? Entitled people are fucking... It, it, like, it's a detachment of reality that, like, there's a lot of people doing a lot of shit to keep this world moving right, and running and making it to where we can live our lives conveniently. It doesn't come without a sacrifice on a lot of levels. Unfortunately, levels that we would rather avoid and not pay attention to because we like the phones that we have. Right. Uh, but it just but it's, uh, it's also easy to fall into being that type of person if you don't know how to step outside of your own perspective. You know what I mean? If you're just all day just selfishly only aware of what happens to you, then it doesn't matter what other people are dealing with. It doesn't matter what you put people through because that has no effect over you. You're only worried about what your mind has got going on. So therefore, it's fuck em. I really think about it a lot. I'm like, there's always like a balance for me between, because I mean, usually like if I find someone who's a genuine person, like you know, what I mean, they're like you could tell that they're trying a lot. Yeah, they're really just like they're trying to make it, like they're decent people. I will, I don't like you know what I mean. Like I'm not usually mean, right? But there's so I'm included. I'm a dickhead too. I'll admit it. But it's just like there's a point where do you let like there's always that saying, you know, let karma get them, right? Or just whatever, ha- like let let the universe take care of it. It's like, what if the universe chose me today? <laughs> right. Like, what if the universe chose me to what take care the, of this? What if I am the vessel the universe is speaking, <laughs> yeah, through, speaking right through right now? Right now. <laughs> like, you know, it's like it's like. No, I hear you though. Because someone I mean, need, and then you know, you always hear someone needs to put that person in their place or tell them. So it's like. Why don't, or, uh, why don't it, we you, just tell you, them? You keep acting like that, you're going to come across the wrong person someday. Bitch, it's today. I'm that person. Yeah, someone's <laughs> gotta go. be the, somebody's got to be the wrong person eventually. Am I like, You know what I'm saying? Like, I do it? get that, but I think that's more so a saying. I think you're telling that <laughs> to the person to not get involved in something, not the person that's doing that. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's telling someone, like, it's always outside of the conversation. It's always like, ah, it's okay. They'll get what's coming to them. It's never like, I'm walking away from this because I know that karma was going to get you back. You know what <laughs> I mean? That, no one says that shit. Some people do. I, I hope they don't. That's lame as hell. <laughs> You've got another thing coming to you, pal. You know what I mean? See, like, but it, okay, I get that. But even that, that's almost like fighting words. That's like right now. That's like you got another thing coming like right now. You know what I mean? That's yeah, true. Where I'm at, though, is, like, if someone has said something stupid, why can't I be like, yo, that was dumb as fuck? You shouldn't 
not say that because that's stupid. That's but interesting. I think that kind of goes into like, how, the is idea that, being a that like, why shouldn't I be able to be disrespectful to people I don't know? You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't want to. Why be dis- is my knowing you or my uh, relationship with you make it acceptable for me to say certain things that you wouldn't like other people to say to you? No, you know what I mean, it's not even just that. It's more because so that is kind of what it is. It's like, like you don't know me like that. Who the fuck are you, motherfucker? Yeah, it's just like. But if someone, uh, yeah, that too actually. You know what I but mean? also, if it's just like if someone is disrespectful or rude, not necessarily me being rude back or like just causing a scene. But why can't I easily just be like, shut up? Uh, because that's disrespectful. But like, why can't I? Do you know what I mean? Like, where's the line? Like, people are just like, I feel like there's this thing sometimes where people just tiptoe around, and then we're like, you just, you know what? Be the bigger person. Why can't be the big, being the bigger person sometimes just telling someone, hey, dude, you're wrong. That is sometimes being the bigger person. Like just letting them know that that's not okay. That's being the bigger person in relation to the person that is enabling what they're doing. If you're just enabling someone that's hitting their wife and try instead of stepping in regardless of the uh, repercussions like if you see someone hitting their wife you can either walk away and tell somebody about it or you can walk into it knowing you might get your ass beat but with your intentions correct you know what i mean like you can't fa- you can't stand on the possibilities if that's how you truly feel walk in that fucking ring go do what you want to do be the bigger person but that only relies on you following your true intention. That's true. You know what I mean? It's also like this: the case. I'm not gonna say names, but like, say there's a case like where someone who may be a uh, a woman who <laughs> says a lot of dumb shit a lot. You know what I mean? You're just gonna gender her like right? that? <laughs> where she says a lot of just dumb things and is very rude to people all the time, and everyone talks shit behind her back and doesn't like her, right? But me, being the person I am, when she says something stupid, I'm like. That you're wrong. Like she'll say stuff that she's confident. I'm like, that's not true. And, and see, then now I'm a dickhead, and they don't like me. But it's like, am I, I worse than the people that are talking behind no, her back? No, no, no. But or, you might be just as bad in the way that if it's just simply something that's bothering you, you always have the option to not say anything. So you don't have to step into that ring. That's you're true. not required to tell this person she's wrong or that she's being an idiot or that she's an asshole or that pe- people are talking shit about her behind her back. Well, I don't you're say not required that. to say anything. I just, yeah. So when you choose to and it comes off as disrespectful, that's the problem. So I could, I, I think it is work. Okay, I guess working. It's the don't say anything unless you got something nice to say. Okay, idea. then maybe being like, hey, look, just being honest with you, a lot of things you say are very rude and mean, and I don't think a lot of people appreciate it. That like I guess that'd be a nicer way to say it. Yes, but if you have already gone with the first one, it'll be hard to walk into that now. That's it's, fair. it's not gonna come from a what feels like a genuine position. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things it's like how do you counter dickheads? I usually counter it, I'm not gonna lie. I the way I always put it is like I am smart in aspects, but I'm just dumb enough to stoop to the level of another dumb person to be able to fucking tango. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> for me, it's it's being smart enough to walk away when you have to. That's fair. But also being bold enough to protect yourself at all times. And that can even mean verbally, mentally. Like if someone is bothering you or your family or anything, you should have the ability to stand up for yourself within you. That being said... If they pull out a gun, 
your pride should not take precedent. That's very <laughs> reasonable. Very you know reasonable, what I mean? So reasonable. it's like, I, I think you should meter your expectations in every encounter, but that doesn't mean you should just not stand up for yourself whatsoever. Yeah. I just personally think there's just too many people in the world now that feel like whatever they say or whatever the they population do, baby. Oh, fuck. <laughs> whatever they say or whatever they do is like the precedent of life. Like you know what I mean? Like that's like that's the standard, and they feel like they're the way they view things is the way the world is, and this is life, and they, yeah. they're right. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like the rest of us are just trying to survive out here. Right. Like, dude, you don't have to be like that. It's okay. You can just let people live. We can fucking. Yeah. Try to enjoy the things that we can enjoy before we're all living on the street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's all just try to enjoy some things before everything goes to shit. Right. Is that too much to ask? Holy shit. I don't know. I think beyond that, it's also, like, you you got to take control over your own energy. Like, they say protect your energy, but, like, you got to control that shit, too. Like, a lot of people are stepping into things they should absolutely not be in. Because it's either cool or trendy or it seems like the right idea. But, like, theoretically speaking, like, I don't know. Whenever you break it down, like, what are the basics of happiness? What are the basics of feeling fulfilled in your life? It's waking up every day, not hating yourself, finding a way to enjoy your day, finding a way to help others, and doing all that you can to like survive you know what i mean like it, at a basic level nobody is doing that <laughs> at a basic level there's not a whole lot of people that i know that are waking up every day saying another day in paradise baby and meaning it most people say that sarcastically i, I say <laughs> i say it a lot sarcastically <laughs> but what i'm saying is like how many people are truly waking up every day with purpose and fulfillment and happiness throughout their body it's it's a <laughs> fantasy to think that that exists you are going to have struggles. You are going to have times in your life where nothing makes sense and you just got to keep pushing through. But that shouldn't discourage you from the living your life part of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There's this strange part of our generation or our society at this point in time where, like, we have forgotten that, like, life is not about money it's not about the who the fuck our president is it's not about like what's going on in politics or fucking war or things like that like those are facets of life but that's not what life is all about and we've lost that like we have zero connection to what we're supposed to be doing here so we all cling to books that preach gods or false idols that preach things that just sound good and we have no real connection to like the people we're supposed to be the things we're supposed to be doing as those people and the achievements our society could get to should we just focus on what really matters you know it's crazy to think that some of the happiest people are the people that live like in terms simplest life it means like not in excess is what i mean right but like the people i'm not simple in the fact of like they're not doing anything because I mean usually it's the people who are like cutting their own Working wood. Hardest. Yeah, the people cutting yeah. their own wood or fucking cooking their own meals, hunting or fucking or fucking gar- doing that for everyone else and yeah, not gardening. even having time to do it for themselves. That's true too, exactly. And those, some of those people are the happiest, you know, to go tending to all this shit. Some people are happiest when they're providing. Yeah, providing for everybody exactly. and the people take the. And it's usually those people who get taken for granted because you know. 
everyone wants what they want. They're not worried about, you know, the it's people. It's not cool to be that guy. It's cool to have sunglasses and a bald head and talk about how women don't have rights, apparently. But what I'm saying is it's, it's like. Cool it's cool to act like you're the shit. For some reason, cool it's popular to be like, act right. like you're the shit and that, you know, I don't have to worry about these fucking people because I got. Uh, when did the switch happen where, like, I remember whenever I was growing up, like, ego was looked at like a bad thing. Like, you're. You're having an ego trip. Just <laughs> relax. Like it's not all about you, motherfucker. But like now, it's like it's it's encouraged to have this strong ego to disconnect yourself from everyone else and be the person that you are. Be the best you you can be. I'm not saying you shouldn't be the best you you can be, but do it for every other reason than I want to be the best. You know what I mean? Like fuck that. Be the best you you can be. The best that you can be for what that provides to others not for what that provides to you does that make sense give it's it's the idea of earning a million dollars on a comedy special and then putting all of that million dollars back into your comedy fuck profiting that's not why you joined this business you joined this business for the sake of comedy for the sake of making people laugh for the changing of people's lives that's why you joined it so why not pour back all the <laughs> money you made into that? I mean, I understand why some people don't. I mean, people have families and things, but like on a basic level, like that is what that is. I don't need to make money from this. I am giving back to the thing that provided for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. We all have a a disrespect for the things that we came up with, for the things that paved our roads. Literally and metaphorically. For things that have, <laughs> things that have like inspired us or like yeah, given birth to who we are and we yeah. don't even realize it, you know what I mean? Right. I I don't know. I it maybe disrespect is the wrong word. It's it's like I, I like the the saying that we're a species living in am, in amnesia in the way that we have zero connection to our past, zero connection to who we once were, no at literally nothing about where we come from unless you believe this or dial into that thought process we have little to no information about the complexities of how life evolution from a fucking uh single-celled organism into a monkey into a human being and finding out how all of that process really happened like that 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 doesn't exist there isn't a history book that has that information and even if there was you couldn't trust it so like we're left with this thought process of like I hope that's real. <laughs> I hope what you're telling me is true cuz right now all I know is is that like if you had the chance, if you had the opportunity, you would burn down the libraries of every other country to make yours m- more powerful. Yep. So therefore, what do we have as knowledge? How recent is that knowledge? How 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 well are the translations of knowledge from one language to the next? Like, how perfectly do we understand where we come from? As Americans, we're so focused on stuff that happened in the past 400 years, which is still important, you know what I mean? We're, we're still trying to get over the last big mistake that we made. You know, like that's, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's big fuck-up, for sure. But it's just like, dude, in terms of like long-term history, dude, like we've forgotten about all the bullshit that this is a lot. Like yeah. there's a lot of shit that's it, ass. 
what I'm saying. Like, this is an like entire... We need to move, like, not like saying move forward from not recognizing what happened, but actually taking the time to really actually recognize it, not just try to blame everybody and everything, to really make that progress forward and actually make change, rather than right. just holding that hate in. We're, like, we're all fighting ourselves at this point. We're fighting each other over shit, and while there's uh, obviously we're a We're basically bigger. on the brink of a second civil war. I mean... Every day, I yeah, mean, basically. We're inching closer and closer by the day. It it's it's not pretty. I wouldn't even say just civil. I'd say fucking war with ourselves for fucking food and resources. Yeah. Literal meaning of civil war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> war on civility, dude. <laughs> no, it's it's a war that's civil within one country. I think I believe that's what civil means, like in that context. Oh, like a war between each other. A war, a war within one country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, then yeah. Like a uh, the Korean War was a civil war because it split North and South Korea. Oh, then fuck yeah, yeah. We are on definitely. I believe we are constantly on. I believe the brink that's of that. correct. We are constantly. I might, I might be wrong about that. But we're constantly. If that's the case, then yeah, we're constantly on the brink of that. Dude. We gotta fucking work together, man. We gotta realize that it takes everybody. You know what I mean? Like to, to create a well-oiled machine, every part's important. You know. Without any piece, you know, it's not going to function properly. Oh, it can even be broken down into, like, a state level. Like, a vi- it says a violent conflict between a state and one or more organized non-state actors in the state's territory. So that would be, like, the America fighting the Confederacy in America, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, was fucking, I guess, Texas and Mexico technically a civil war? Yeah. Well, kind of. At the time? I mean, it was uh, prob- it it's it probably, w- yeah, it was probably seen as like a Mexican Civil War. It's called like Texas's independence, but theoretically speaking, if the Confederacy won the Civil War, it would be called the Confederacy's independence, not the Civil War. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of... So I guess the definition is... Dictated by the victor. As always. <laughs> uh, yeah, before we uh, sign out, I wanted to ask a question. I wanted to start off with this. We can start off with this. Uh, I wanted to say one good thing. One thing you're thankful for this past week and one thing that you feel Thanksgiving? like. Thanksgiving? No, but just to reflect back on the week, uh, one thing that you were like grateful for and then one thing that you know y- you feel like uh, you could work on. Or, you know, one thing that you weren't too happy about. Fucking um, go first if you want. Yeah, go first. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'd say this past week uh, I was really grateful. Um, my girlfriend, grateful for all my friends, just hanging out. I mean, even yesterday went to go see one of the homies perform. Let's hang out. Go back and hang out with uh, a bunch of uh, more of our friends and just like all the people that I have around me. Uh, all the people I've come to meet that are just genuine souls. People that like have good hearts. You know. Uh, it's hard to find that, like people that you know really will hold it down, that actually mean what they say and are about it. You know, uh, I'm really thankful to have a lot of that in my life. When there's a lot of people who just kind of meander about and bullshit. Uh, if there's one thing that uh, this past week I'd probably say I work on is just like uh, my insecurities, just kind of coming to grips with myself and like handling my emotions a little bit better, just about in general, uh, and really just working on being better about that. Something okay. I could really work on and just really making sure like I'm taking care of the people around me. Yeah, I feel that. 
Fuck, dude. I'm trying to connect with my. Also, I could last get up seven days of memories. I need to get up earlier. I think that's another thing. Just like I just suck at it so much, dude. I say it all the time. If I'm gonna get better at anything this past week, it's getting up early. Like I got up at fucking. The other day I couldn't sleep, so I got up at. I mean, I was at the gym by six thirty. Uh, I was out of there by eight. Took a fucking nap. Got up. This fart comes your way. I want to apologize. Oh in advance. damn, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna prep, dude. But uh. Just like clean, I cleaned my room, rearranged my room, dude. Fucking took my dog to the park. Fucking went to go see Winton perform. Uh, his in the low shit out at Trash Panda in Houston, and then uh, St. Patty's Day that day too. So then I went out and had a couple drinks. For it, yeah, honestly, it was a great fun. Honestly, that was probably one of my best days off. Like I, I did so much. It honestly, I had a lot of fun. Hell yeah, dude. So like, if I could do more of that, yeah, like that, I want to do more of that. That's right. like what I want to push my life forward is like accomplishing shit throughout the day yeah but also finding time to enjoy myself kind of like balancing that out a lot more that was like a precedent for what i really want to move forward with in my life yeah i feel that uh for me i don't know i mean i'm grateful to be alive um wasn't a very eventful week for me to be fair uh work's been Kicking my ass. That's one thing maybe you could say you fucking want to Yeah, no. I mean, not to be, like, dark or anything, but nothing stands out on the positive side from the past week. (laughs) A lot of shit. I mean, it was mostly just, like, bullshit. I mean, like, I haven't been (laughs) scheduled as much as I need to be at work, so I'm dealing with, like, financial stress on that end. Uh... I mean, I've gotten to see family a little bit more, which is nice, but that also comes with its own stresses. Um, outside of that, I mean, I've just been staying out the way. I mean, as I don't know, I've I've been I've been struggling with the concept of what I've been doing lately, which is playing a lot of video games, staying in the house, not spending money, and just relaxing. I mean, the complications I'm really with, uh, the crossroads that I'm at, is, like, I do understand that I'm 25 going on 26. Time doesn't last forever, and I am, in a certain sense, pissing a little bit of my life away right now. But at the same time, like, after going out, shit, damn near three, four, five times a week for three to four or five years in a row... I can't say it's not peaceful. It's uh, it's been really like I I'm not even gonna like that. Last night at Matt's, whenever they asked me like, why didn't you come to AJ's show, the immediate answer was, I don't have a good reason. <laughs> I was at home relaxing, needed it. You know what I mean? Like, and I did. That's a true answer. <laughs> like I I love AJ. I wish I could have been there. It, but I didn't have the social battery to get up out of the house. Maybe that's seen as like a little bit depressive. I'm okay with that. Not saying that I'm okay with depression, saying that like I'm okay with my actions being seen as depressive because what they're actually doing is protecting some of my energy. I used to just give out my energy to whoever would take it, talk to whoever would listen see just spill out everything and every part of who i am type shit 
now I feel a lot better protecting the person that I am, knowing I don't have to be anybody that I'm not, knowing I don't have to show up. I don't even have FOMO anymore. Like, <laughs> it's gotten to a point where I'm like, I don't have the fear of missing out. I would love to talk about the people that were there, like, talk to the people that were there about what they experienced because it seems dope. I'm interested, but I don't, like, not that I don't care. I care, but it's, I don't care so much that I feel as if I'm losing an experience. I understand that my life is going to end when my life ends. So I'm not going to worry about what day and time that ends up being. If it comes to the end of my life and I can get to sit back and say, damn, I wasted too much time or fuck, I regret not doing that. I get to live with that if there's even an afterlife and I have any memory of any of that shit. But like personally, I'm I'm kind of done doing shit. I don't really like I'm not moved by if that makes sense. And I'm not necessarily saying that, like, I can't do things that I'm not moved by. I can and I will if, if, if someone means something to me and I they want me to be there, they ask me to be there, I'll, I'll go. You know what I mean? But, like, if it's a situation where, like, friends are getting together, I no longer have the inclination to say I have to be there. You know what I mean? I, maybe it's just me and I'm, I'll, I'm accepting of that. But, like, personally, I've found a lot more peace in the past couple of months just – Minding my own business. <laughs> That's fair. It's different for everybody. I like to stay going, dude. I like to. And I feel that. I mean, it's not like I'm missing out on anything. Yeah, I, no. I, I mean, teach her on it too. Personally, it, uh, I'm missing out on things. What I'm saying is, is like I haven't missed a step in it with any of my friends. I haven't lost a connection or anything that I really wish I had. I'm saving money, protecting my peace, and. Losing nothing but that one experience. You know what I mean? I mean? It's crazy. I don't even go out as much thinking about it. You go out le even less than I do, which is yeah. – yeah, and I don't even go out that much anymore either, dude. Like, Yeah, I mean like – Usually if I'm going out, it's for like a show on the weekends. Yeah. I mean maybe usually like if I'm going out, you're there. It's like to Postinos or some shit. Yeah, on, I'm usually either Monday. going out once during the week and then probably for a show on the weekend. And that's if there is a show yeah. that I'm going to on the weekend. If not, then I'm probably going out like once. Maybe. maybe. Right. And which, honestly, for some people, like that's still a lot. For me, that's like – not shit. It's not. And that's what I'm saying. Like, dude, we literally used to go out so much. We had a different special for whatever night of the week it was. Oh, it's Thursday? All right, let's go here. It's Tuesday? Let's go here. Oh, it's Friday? Fuck, there's no specials tonight. Let's just hit the main bar. You know what I mean? Like, like there was. we were so calculated in our going out that we never had to spend more money than we had to type shit. You know what I mean? Like, we had free deals. We had people hooking it up on different situations. Like, it was ridiculous to say that I need to go out now is a joke. <laughs> like I maybe I burnt myself out on going out or some shit, but yeah, like realistically, yeah, no. I'm not trying to go sit at a bar and be on my phone just to say I'm at the bar. <laughs> oh, dude, fuck no! Half the time I'm tired from work. I'm I don't want to go exactly. out. Exactly. Like you get home and it's like you want to go to the bar. Fuck no. It's also Unless additionally it, on Tuesdays. Sometimes I want wings though. Additionally, now that I'm driving for a living, I mean, anytime I get home after a shift, I don't want to get back in the car. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I will if there's a event or something going on, but it's not a something I'm feeling great about. <laughs> I'm putting myself through that, <laughs> not <laughs> not enjoyably going through it. Very fair. Well, I guess that'll that'll wrap it up, guys. Fucking. 
keep doing you. Uh, show some love to some people. Show some love to your fucking self. Have some compassion out there. Keep pushing forward. Take some time to yourself. Figure things out. Read a book. Go for a walk. Uh, get a dog. I'm just kidding. That's a lot of responsibility if you're not ready for it. Uh, Name ten books. <laughs> you, you haven't seen that? Yeah, uh, you've seen that. What is that? The kid who is like on the podcast with those fucking girls, and he was like, "I'm on a fucking podcast right now with the fucking uh, literature." Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you can read name ten books. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I just seen that. That's it was funny. That kid was funny. Saw it again today because uh, he popped out doing some i don't know that kid's weird yeah he there was that kid who like walked up during like something it was like a gaming thing well, or something well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah well, that he, did it, he did it again today or maybe not today but it popped out today it was like his name's javel mcgee's uh basketball player he's retired he's nba player he might be retired he might be on like his final years of contract i'm not really sure what his what his yeah, uh, situation is he was at a soccer game and this kid just came up to him and he's like trying to troll him and then like in the video you're like I know that fucking kid. Where the fuck do I know that kid from? And then you just read the comments. You're like, oh, it's the fucking illiterate dude. Okay. But, it, it, like, whenever you see him in that video, you're like, the fuck? <laughs> like, this is the same kid type wow. shit? Like, damn. Like, <laughs> those views didn't last long, huh, buddy? <laughs> right. I don't know. It is what it is. Shit was funny to me. Fair enough. All right. We'll wrap it up there. You guys take care. We'll catch you next week, next episode. Love you guys. Until next time. Love you guys. Bye.